This is the Pain Information Network, 58. Today is Dr. Richard Epter. I've known Rich for years, and he's a tremendous provider of care. He's in Augusta, Georgia. He has a pain care practice there that is second to none. He's in a surgery center, so he gets to talk a little bit about the surgery center. And this is kind of our ongoing series about the background of what we do and why it is what it is. It's not simply getting up and going to work and providing care and and just kind of going home. There is so much background behind what we do from a regulatory standpoint, from a physical standpoint, intellectual standpoint, and when we talk about a skill set, you know, Rich is one of the best. The fun thing is I'm at the Florida Society of Interventional Pain Physicians meeting. I, I, I had the pleasure of speaking here. This is a really good meeting for physicians. Uh, a lot of uh, talented uh, folks come here, and they speak it up in your best interest to educate. He's here, and he did uh, quite a few lectures. But the only place I could catch him was by the pool. He is a busy guy and his family here, and I, I don't want to intrude, but I wanted him to throw something in about a surgery center. So today we have Richard, and um, I'm looking forward to hearing what your comments are at paininformation.com. Read every one of them, and go ahead and help us rank at uh, iTunes, please, please. That really helps us stay relevant. And so far, we've been pretty relevant. Thanks for your support. So tell your friends, neighbors, your uh, colleagues, and you know your providers of care. Come listen, talk, send in your suggestions. This is one of them we got. And one of the suggestions was, well, actually more of a comment, why do I have two bills? Why do I have a surgery center bill and a physician bill? Why does it cost so much? Well, we got some answers here, and it's uh, – it's a complicated world out there, but I think uh, Dr. Epter really nails it for us. So let's get to it. I have with me today Dr. Richard Epter. We're poolside at the Florida Society of Interventional Pain Physicians. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I went to medical school in Miami at the University of Miami. Back in 84, I got out, and I did a year of surgery It's nice to get out, isn't it? <laughs> it is awesome to get out. And uh, then I went to, let's see, uh, a residency in anesthesiology in Philadelphia and a fellowship in Maryland. Then I was faculty in Pittsburgh, uh, at the University of Pittsburgh, for uh, a couple of years. And in 1990, I left Pittsburgh to move to Alabama to go into private practice. So in the early 90s, I was doing an anesthesia practice with some pain in there. And in the early 90s, broke out and started a full-time pain practice. Oh, yeah. I've known you for years. And you're in... Uh, uh, t- wait, tell us where you're at right now. I'm in Augusta, Georgia at the Augusta Pain Center. And you have your own surgery center and the challenges therein. And you're in private practice. You just got a new partner, a couple nurse practitioners. You're really doing well. Yes, I, I, I feel very uh, fortunate to uh, to have what we've got. We got a, I've got a multidisciplinary pain center. We have a, a beautiful pain clinic, a Joint Commission Certified Surgery Center, along with uh, an aquatic therapy uh, pool with certified therapists and physical therapy, as well as a, a, a behavioral team 
led by a, a clinical psychologist and two others right now. Yeah, see, you're, you're doing so well and you're so successful because you're doing it right. But the good thing about doing it right and doing it for your patients and getting the best outcome is you get to sit by the pool with who's next to you. Yes, who's next to me is you and my daughter. Yeah, yeah. It's got a great, uh, I'll say a family of girls, a lot of girls, and uh, grandfather. Ooh, it kind of hurts a little bit to say that, except when you play with the kids. And you get it's neat to watch your kids grow up and do it right there. So It is awesome. I can say I've got uh, three daughters, and with my wife we have five daughters, all between 28 and 22. Uh, I've got three grandchildren now. My, my two grandkids are seven and five. I have a grandson, first boy in two generations, and life is great. Yeah, it is. Now, okay, so uh, let's talk the business of pain, and it is a business of pain. You own your own surgery center, and uh, as you know, I have a surgery center too, and it's a challenge because a surgery center is associated with a couple unique things. We have a professional fee, so folks should know that when a doctor takes you to a surgery center or the hospital, there's a professional fee, but there's also a facility fee, which has to be. Tell us about that. Yes, the, uh, that's, that's a good point. When I, when I went from a, a private practice that was office-based, uh, where you would see patients and also perform office-based procedures, the transition was uh, challenging for me. What happened at the beginning was I almost felt guilty that there was a second charge to patients for the facility itself. But when you look at what it, what it, the facility encompasses, there is a tremendous amount of work that goes into getting a facility. To get Joint Commission certification, state certification, it was a process of months and months of myself, um, director of nursing, my administration, taking on uh, an, an incredible um incredible amount of work it's a machine is what it is and if people don't understand when they go into a surgery center the level of accreditation measures even how much air is circulated through for sterility purposes and for best outcome for all of our patients that's not to say we can't do it right in the office but some patients they've got to go to a surgery center Yes, it was an incredible endeavor, that's what I was trying to say. And what I didn't realize, not having had one previously, was what it takes to get hundreds of policies together that you follow that changes the, um, the environment tremendously with regard to safety for your patients. There are so many policies with regard to infection, with regard to how you do everything, cleaning procedures, uh, heat and air uh, humidity controls, all the different things that go into this is incredible, and, and it's just a huge undertaking. It is, but it's so worth it. So, you know, take us through your day. You come into the office, and you've got patients set up. What do you do? Oh, the first thing I do, uh, most mornings I'll start out over at the surgery center, and I'm an interventional pain physician practicing in a multidisciplinary practice. And so I'll start out seeing patients and doing different types of interventional procedures. Some of those procedures may be diagnostic. Other procedures may be therapeutic. And the first thing I'll do is see the first two patients in the holding area. We've got uh, two pre-op areas. And I will go and interview the patients. I'll do a brief history, a brief physical. I'll focus on where the patient's pain is to make sure that the planned procedure is actually still necessary, that there's medical necessity, and that the patient's last visit in the clinic or at the surgery center, if they had a previous procedure, um, is still the right thing to do. Yeah, you're right. You said medical necessity. Uh, tell us what you mean by that. 
medical necessity is such that you have got to have certain indications and a lack of contraindications to go forward with a certain type of medical procedure. Yeah, any medical procedure or even any laboratory uh, studies or referrals to your in-house psych, etc. There has to be a reason because we have benchmarks at 3, 6, 9, and 12 months. We want to be somewhere, and we're always thinking ahead, and I know you do that. Okay, so you do your interventional procedure. Now, take us through why there's a facility fee and why it might be expensive. Start with those nurses. Sure. Well, there's, there's so many things to consider with regard to why there is a facility fee and over time how I could come to accept that it's certainly well-deserved. First of all, there's the facility itself. You have to have a building. You have to have some place that has the proper amount of rooms. And to be a, a facility like this, you have got to have what the state requires and or what the other certifying um, uh, boards will require. That may include how many rooms you have, how many square feet you have, the type of uh, heat and air systems that you've got, how many employees you have to have in our state. You've got to have a, a registered nurse at the facility every day. We have to notify the state any day that we're going to be closed. If I'm going to leave early and there's no one else, you know, not another physician that's going to do cases that day, we actually have to call the, the state and let them know. If we're going to be closed on a certain day when we're supposed to be open, we have to notify the state. But other things, you know, there's so many things that uh, go on in the, in the center um, from the standpoint of personnel. You have to have a person to check people in, a person to check people out. You have to have a separate filing room. You have to have a computer. We've got a separate uh, electronic health record at our at our surgery center facility, and a different one over at the uh, at the pain center. So there are so many um, expenses involved, plus the regulations and what we've got to keep up with on a daily basis are tremendous. Yeah, you said state, but also Medicare has huge requirements, and sometimes those federal requirements trump the state requirements. And, you know, I suppose as, as it should be. Even Medicaid has uh, requirements. And, and let's face it, you know, we're, uh, we're going to do it right. But uh, these things are dynamic. They change all the time. We have to stay ahead of the game. So that requires other personnel to make sure we're compliant. So the, the best thing we can do when we tell our insurance companies and payers and our patients is, listen, we are doing what we can and what we're supposed to do, but our fees are set, and we just don't make this stuff up, do we? Not at all. Uh, what's happened over the last 10 years or so, and I've been doing this since the early 90s, so I've been in the field for a good 20, 25 years now. Um, the, the different things that are now required, the number of people that you need to run a center the way that you've got to run it to be safe and, and efficient, um, and most of all, to take good care of patients has gone up astronomically. Um, the, the changes in the requirements from Medicare, the government, uh, the different certifying bodies, every day they can change. In the old days, prior to maybe 10 years ago, it typically wouldn't change but once a year on January 1st. What's happened with the era of the Internet and uh, as the, uh, the world has become a more complex place to live, is that now the onus of responsibility as far as the changes in policies for a facility as well as uh, for, for uh, physician uh, procedures and physician uh, uh, 
visits and so forth has changed so tremendously. Yep, and if it's posted, we're supposed to know it. That's and exactly <coughs> the point. So what I was going to get at was that whereas before we had reps from Medicare and the other insurance companies, they would come and sell, tell us when there were policy changes, it's not like that at all anymore. Now the policies can change any day. It is the physician's responsibility or the physician's office's responsibility to be online every single day to see what has changed with every single policy that might affect any single thing that you may do. Yeah, so I guess that kind of sums up why their facility fee is what it is. We we don't necessarily set these fees. We don't make it up. It's uh, set to us, and sometimes uh, we have lost leaders. And I can tell you from owning a facility, sometimes the facility fee that is offered by certain payer entities doesn't meet our expenses. So we have to balance that. And here come the CPAs, and here comes our global and future planning. It's daunting, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's an incredible challenge on a daily basis now as more and more regulations face us each and every day. There's well, not, not a week that yeah. goes by without changes from the insurers or changes from government regulation that requires more resource utilization for those that run the facility, and it's just very difficult to keep up with. So the, the profit that was there ha- has gone, and it yeah, is right. a daily challenge with regard to being able to keep these places afloat with regard to providing excellent care. You're right. And so I guess we're going to end this fireside chat by the pool uh, by saying uh, to our uh, patients and to uh, our listeners that um, we just aren't just doing things. We are uh, heavily regulated, but we are doing it because we like taking care of patients, and we do so for them, for the community, and for the betterment of uh, our, you know, our future, um, you know, best outcome pain, um, you know, maladies and the problems that we see. These people are suffering, so it's worth it for us, isn't it? Absolutely. I love what I do. Uh, I get absolutely wonderful uh, feelings every day from patients and how much they appreciate what we do for them. We are the type. We're the only type of physician out there that can diagnose where the pain is generated from, and then go forward with a whole group of different uh, types of modalities, uh, treatment options for patients, in order to help treat pain for patients who are just miserable day after day. We have so many patients that come to see us that that say, "Why wasn't I sent here years ago?" You know, you've helped me more than anybody. I'm getting my life back. This is awesome. And we greatly appreciate that. Yeah, and, and we I finally know what's wrong. So, all right, tell us, you know, folks in the Atlanta region, around you, Augusta, all the way to Athens, you tell, tell them how they can get in touch with you. Well, we're I'm at the Augusta Pain Center. We are right on I-20, which is the major highway that goes straight across Georgia from east to west. It's a straight shot from Atlanta. We're 150 miles straight east from Atlanta on the South Carolina border, right on the uh, on the river, and uh, we're right there at uh, exit 195. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you having on the podcast here, and I'm going to corner you again sometime. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Awesome job. Take care, Richard. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? And sorry it was at a pool. <laughs> but actually, it's kind of funny. I'm out there. Uh, I've got my suit on, and it's not a bathing suit. It's a uh, three-piece suit. 
as I just gave a lecture, and Richard's out there in, in his bathing suit. There's a contrast. So there was a number of people looking at us like, what? What's this going on? But by the end of the podcast, everybody, everybody kind of around us was a little bit interested. His daughter was to the right of him. So she got to hear uh, a really fine physician talk about his craft. So thanks again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And anything you want me to talk about, I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to do a Q&A, and I've got some more stuff coming. Uh, particularly, I'm going to do one more on this series with uh, what's the back end all about. And uh, I really am looking forward to having uh, a special guest on, and you'll get to meet her next podcast. So we'll talk to you soon.